is the Go Blue Crew. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to episode 131 of the Go Blue Crew. I'm Tyler Fenwick, joined by Derek Devine. Derek, how are you doing? Doing good. Busy. Um, feeling good, though, and I checked the calendar. Uh, usually I don't know what the day is, but I happen to check the calendar this week. Just got a lot going on. It's usually good to keep things in the calendar, FYI. And I got excited because I saw that we're only a few Saturdays away from, from Michigan football. And that gave me the energy I needed to honestly get through the week and hopefully through the next couple of weeks. We're recording this on Thursday evening as we've uh, been doing. We're pretty good about this good good consistency oh, yeah. this is the end of my week i'm traveling to ohio tomorrow Ooh, ooh i'm sorry to visit my mom okay i'm not <laughs> maybe lead with that next time i don't feel i'm traveling to see my mom i'd be like oh fun in ohio i'd be like oh well that's a bummer but i got friday off of work and monday off of work i'm sure we'll watch some college football on saturday and then yeah it's i'm like i'm at the point where i'm thinking in terms of okay i have this activity and then this activity and then michigan football Uh, so i'm not doing a day's countdown it's like i've checked something off of the checklist and i'm that much closer to big 10 football and, and and michigan football so that's how i've been approaching things we're going to talk today about joe milton not because we haven't talked about him before obviously we have and and so has everybody else but we wanted to spend some time kind of setting a bar for him as a first year starting quarterback what should we reasonably expect we know that Michigan fans and and college football fans sports fans let's just get that out there sports fans in general sometimes we set expectations that are just too high and they're not realistic And then if we get married to those expectations, um, we're inevitably let down. So I think this is a good time, a couple weeks out from the season, to kind of say, here's what Joe Milton should be able to do. Here's what we should expect. And and we can kind of stick to that throughout the season. And if, if he falls well short of that, then we can be like, you know what, that was a disappointing season. But if he surpasses that, rather than us having ridiculous expectations and and saying hey a Michigan quarterback finally did it we would just be able to appreciate it for what it is so Derek I'll throw it to you first and I'm not even asking for anything specific if you don't want to throw out numbers or whatever but just like in in maybe the most generic terms like what are you expecting from Joe Milton this season what should we reasonably expect I'll say in simplest terms I would expect to see flashes of really really good um maybe a touch of excellence and probably some growing pains um anytime you have a guy who's becoming a full-time starter and this isn't the case everywhere obviously there's true freshmen that come into some programs like a trevor lawrence that's just a different breed um who just they seem to have it already and, and and joe milton could very well start off at minnesota and play well throughout the entire season and next year um, and that would probably be his final year if he's playing really well um, but I'd say yeah I think we're gonna get a couple of glimpses of excellence and maybe what's to come some really really good moments and then I think that the typical hey first year starter um, 
maybe make a, a bonehead play here and there. Uh, so I'd say my expectations are not as high as some, but they are pretty high. And I'd say it's because I do truly believe his ceiling is high. And I think a question I have, and I'll just ask you, is if we want to maybe even just look at the last two years of quarterback play, which would be Shea Patterson, I would say most people would agree or believe that Joe Milton has a higher ceiling than Shea Patterson. I think we can all kind of wrap around that. But I'm starting to feel like expectations are higher than Joe Milton than they were for Shea Patterson as a five-star transfer. Would you agree with that? And whether it's yes or no, assess that being potentially the case. That's tough because i got to go back a couple years to think about how we were feeling when the news of Shea Patterson transferring came through and then there was a little bit of a waiting period to see if he would be eligible to play. It's kind of tough to remember, but... I, I'm leaning toward us having higher expectations for Shea Patterson because of what you said, because of that five-star ranking. Even though, uh, you know, he he left Ole Miss for a reason. I mean, I believe he got hurt and then and then beat out. Uh, but we still, I think, had those expectations based almost completely on recruiting, and then. You know, he did have some good production at Ole Miss, so there was some college experience to look at. So, yeah, I, th- I think our expectations were probably just a little higher for Shea Patterson. Not not much higher, but a little higher. I feel like I'm caught in between of, of – I think you're right. Because of the waiting period and not even knowing if he was going to play, um, I think that obviously – I don't know, puts a dent into our true feelings when we found out the news or even when we found out that he would – be able to play and likely be starting. I think as the season gets closer and as the season starts, I think the expectations for Joe Milton will exceed the expectations of Shea Patterson. It's kind of the same word, but you expected Shea Patterson to, you know, play like a five-star recruit, one of the best quarterback recruits in this class, um, and expected him to play better because Michigan was supposed to be just way better than Ole Miss was. Um, But Joe Milton, it seems like – Maybe it's the comparisons to Cam Newton. Uh, maybe it's because we've heard so many people rave about his arm talent and how much he's actually improved. And you, you never know kind of what to believe uh, until you see it on the field, obviously. But I feel like very slowly and, and maybe only slightly for now that the expectations are higher for Joe Milton than I think have been for any Michigan quarterback as of recently, especially in the Jim Harbaugh era. Because, I mean, people had some hype around Brandon Peters thinking that, hey, let the guy have a chance to play. This this guy can be a stud, and he's he's proven to have a great season at Illinois and will probably have another good one this year. But I, I think just ever so slowly, it seems like um, the, the Joe Milton hype train has made his expectations or the expectations of him soar beyond anything that I would have guessed, at least at this point, uh, leading up to the season. Yeah, and I think it's fair to have these not unreasonable expectations, but to have lofty expectations for a starting quarterback at Michigan. Uh, We should not set the bar too low. And I think doing that, if there are people out there who who think, you know, we should expect very little from Joe Milton, 
that I think that's an indication of, of how uh, beat down, I guess we have been as, as fans, even though quarterback play uh, hasn't been bad. It just, sometimes it doesn't meet what we think it should be. And I think that would be a bad reflection on us if we were to say, yeah, don't expect much from Michigan starting quarterback because it's, it's a starting quarterback in the big 10. It's a starting quarterback at Michigan. Like we, we are uh, perfectly okay in saying, yeah, like this guy should be able to do some things. I was looking at uh, some, the statistics from last year and I, uh, so Shea Patterson uh, threw the ball 381 times, completed 56% of those passes for just over 3,000 yards, uh, eight yards per attempt, 23 touchdowns, eight interceptions. I think Michigan's offense, in terms of, of the balance between running and throwing, will will be pretty similar to what it was last year, especially since it's Josh Gaddis again calling the shots as the offensive coordinator. I don't think a whole lot will change there. And, you know, I, I can't look at Joe Milton and say he he ought to throw for more yards than Shea Patterson or or his touchdown to interception ratio should be better because Shea Patterson's was, was already pretty good. Where I think Joe Milton could improve right away is the completion percentage. 56% is not that good. And so if, if Joe Milton could come through with similar production across the board and tick up that completion percentage that to me would indicate you know this guy uh he's got it he's going to be good for the next year too you know assuming all that goes goes through as we're thinking it will that's not taking into account uh you know how he plays late in a close game it's not taking into into account any of those situational stuff just pure numbers I think if he can improve that completion percentage and, and keep the rest of the numbers about where they were for Shea Patterson last year, I will say Joe Milton was in pretty good shape as, as the starting quarterback. Yeah. And obviously numbers will change because of the, the number of games. So I think that that's true. Yeah. That yeah. completion percentage is a, a great stat to look at because whether you play four games or, or 12 games, um, what that percentage is, is, is going to be, a little bit easier to compare than some of the other stats and someone will do the work. I mean, you do that, you do like the, the per 48 stat for, for NBA, um, what they, you know, score assists, rebounds if they're out there the whole time type stuff. So someone will do that somewhere um, for these um, shorter seasons. But I think that, yeah, the completion rate, especially being something that Joe Milton in high school had a little bit of trouble with, um, What's mind blowing to me, and I think what would be the biggest difference, and what we've even seen a couple of people say, um, and what we've talked about ourselves with the deep ball, is Joe Milton has a stronger arm than Shea Patterson. And I feel like what limited Shea Patterson was his decision making and honestly the strength of his arm. Um, he overthrew sometimes, but I feel like he also underthrew a lot. There's um, talks today about how. Joe Milton, Josh Gass said Joe Milton is likely never going to underthrow anybody. It's probably over again. <laughs> oh, he's going to be an overthrow, um, which can create problems too. If you're if you're going deep all the time, that's great. Um, you'd like to see Michigan try to open it up and go for those uh, big plays. But if he's just always overthrowing receivers because they're just simply not fast enough to catch um, up to his balls, then I, yeah, I mean, that could really affect the completion percentage. But I say all that because. Shea Patterson did not throw a lot of deep balls. 
And his completion percentage was still, like you said, not very good. And so if, if Joe Milton can work on kind of those touch passes and those speed and space passes where you're only really passing in about two yards, four yards, and you're letting a guy like Ronnie Bell or Giles Jackson make a play and get yards after catch, I mean, his, his percentage should really just skyrocket um, compared to years past because those are the types of plays where you see a Dwayne Haskins at Ohio State complete like 60 balls out of 80 because those are just all short little passes and games like that. And so you can really just, you know, make simple plays and, and bump that stat up. And his ability to throw the deep ball hopefully successfully will help with some of the yardage and hopefully some of the touchdown numbers. So I'd say any season where he's right around 60%, um, I think I would feel pretty good about that. If you can limit the turnovers, um, just as important as interceptions. I mean, Shea Patterson had a pretty good touchdown interception ratio, but I don't know if you've got it up still. The amount of times he seemed to have fumbled the ball, whether it was running or just losing it in the pocket, um, was very frustrating, especially at the beginning of the season with all of the turnover problems. So that's great. If, if Joe Milton can, you know, avoid too many interceptions, but he throws a few, but at least he can keep the ball secure when he's dropping back for a pass or he's on the scramble, then, then even better. So I think turnovers and completion percentage are the two things that I would say if he can better Shea Patterson's numbers there, I think one great season for Joe Milton. And I think that that will show um, kind of what he will bring in a, maybe a full season because stats wise, if he's as good as advertised or even if he's half of that, I don't think Michigan has very impressive uh, numbers in terms of historic records. I think the touchdown passes a season is 25 and Shea Patterson almost got that last year. So um, guys like Devin Gardner really racked up the yards um, in one season just because they were able to throw the deep ball. And I think that Joe Milton will be able to provide much of the same. Now, Joe Milton is going to have different weapons than Shea Patterson had. Uh, it'd be great if, if Joe Milton was walking out there day one and had Donovan Peoples-Jones and Nico Collins and Tariq Black. He doesn't. Does that change like how you might compare him to, to what we saw from Shea Patterson, the fact that he's he's got good weapons still? but they're just different. It's not quite the same. You don't have a Nico Collins to chuck the ball up to. And, and uh, most of the time he comes down with it or at least draws a flag. Cause I think for me, I'm going to keep that in mind as Michigan, you know, tries to work in deep shots where they can. Uh, I don't know like who's, who's going to be able to go downfield and, and haul in those contested passes. But at the same time, if Michigan is working more underneath stuff, more quick hit screens on the outside, uh, naturally then his completion percentage would go up. And, and, you know, we, even though he can throw the ball, you know, 75, 80 yards or whatever, even though he can deliver a deep ball, it doesn't mean that, that Michigan is necessarily going to take advantage of that all the time because they might just not have the, the offensive weapons outside to be able to do that. Uh, you know, unless, I don't know, maybe Nick Eubanks really turns himself into a great threat this season and is able to get downfield a bunch. But it just might be that the offense, the, the passing game, it works a little differently this year so that it might not be a totally fair comparison in the end anyway. Yeah, and I, I, I agree with that. And one of the things that I think is you've got to probably give 
most of the credit to other guys and Josh Gaddis specifically if the offense, for example, looks better. A lot of people automatically go to, hey, you know, we should have played Joe Milton last year. Things are looking a lot better. And if he's effective, by all means, yeah, maybe it would have been great to see him get more of an opportunity last year. But year two of the offense with guys who are, uh, a lot of them have a year under their belt and have a lot of potential and high ceilings themselves. I think you could see the offense just, you know, turn the page for the better in general. And so I think the offense will look different. Um, and yeah, with Nico Collins, I think his stats are, would go nuts. I think without Nico Collins and different types of receivers, um, I think he still can get the numbers up there, especially if yards after the catch happen. But I think of a guy like Ronnie Bell, he seemed to be able to catch the ball all over the field. So is that the guy that can now um, haul in the deep ball or, who's going to you know, go up to, to jump and catch the ball in the corner of the end zone because um, that's a type of throw that you know Joe Milton's going to be trying to make. Um, I think the receivers are different, um, but you know I trust, again, we've talked about this, Josh Gaddis seems to love the depth. That doesn't mean that the talent's at the same level or maybe even the potential's at the same level because you did lose uh, two, maybe three, likely three very talented receivers. Um, but yeah, I think that next guy up, I think the receivers will impress. And then I think of a guy like Chris Evans. I mean, you, you get a wheel route to a guy like Chris Evans for 50 yards. I mean, you've got to factor something like that in too. So I think his, his numbers will probably be pretty similar to Shea Patterson's last year, obviously probably fewer because of the fewer games. But I mean, if he really goes off, um, I could see 23 touchdowns in an eight game season if Michigan's in fact, throwing the ball more or he's finding that much success. All right, last thing I want to get out here is some situational stuff. I want to know how lenient should we be uh, late late in the game? Michigan needs you know, four points. You know, field goal won't cut it. And, and Joe Milton makes a bad read, throws an interception, stuff like that, where in, an, in a, a normal circumstances, you know, if he's a second or third year starter where we're like, come on, man, like by now you got to have it as a first year starter. How lenient should we be in, in those situations? If he makes a mistake, I think at first pretty lenient. If it continues, I mean, you can only make the, you know, first year starter excuse for so long. I mean, in only an eight game season, I think you four games in, you can maybe excuse some of those things. I mean, obviously a lot of those could mean tough losses. Uh, if Michigan has a chance and, can't quite do it's like John O'Corn having a chance against Ohio State at Ohio State I believe um, or maybe it was home I don't even remember but John O'Corn had a drive where technically Michigan could have gotten themselves back into the ball game and John O'Corn made a John O'Corn play and you don't you're upset but you're like well you know kind of what did we expect um, I think lenient at first but overall I think that you know people will be impatient probably even after game one, if they don't see everything that they're hoping to see. And that kind of is full circle back to expectations. But I will say situational football, um, high pressure situations, just things you you don't see as someone who hasn't really started um, a college game or been in any of those college game situations yet. That's my biggest worry for sure, because Joe Millen can go out and throw for 400 yards and have 50 on the ground and and play lights out, but if it's a, a game where the defense is also allowed as many points and it's the last possession and the pressure's on, I mean, we don't know what that 
looks like. So I think if he's playing well and, and makes a mistake at the end, it's you're maybe more forgiving. Um, if it's just a so-so game and makes a mistake at the end and it happens maybe more than once, I think you are not very lenient at all at some point. But yeah, I mean, I'm most interested in seeing that. I would love to see Michigan blow everybody out every year. That would be the greatest season of all time. But I know that that's not going to happen. There's going to be some adversity. There's going to be some moments where he really has to shine or show that you know he can handle the starting role. And I'm prepared to be disappointed. And we've all been, <laughs> you know, we've all we all should know as Michigan fans. We're conditioned. To be this is always how we usually end podcasts in the past is you know bringing the the reality to the table. But we should know how to handle disappointments. But if it's Game one on the road at Minnesota and Joe Milton and the Wolverines have a chance to tie or take the lead uh, and he throws a pick. I mean, inexperience is going to be what we chalk it up to, uh, but he's got to prove that he can move on from those things. And I think lastly, the, the thing you look at is when he does make a mistake because he will make a mistake. One, I don't think we should overreact. And two, he's really got to respond because like you said, the Michigan quarterback has an expectation. The Big Ten starting quarterback has an expectation. And if you repeatedly make some of the same mistakes we've seen quarterbacks make in the past, that's when it builds up and gets really frustrating. So, you know, you've got to forget about the last play and hopefully he can come up, come out and make up for all of the, the bad plays that he will, you know, eventually make because, you know, dude's human and it's his first year as a starting quarterback. Yeah, that's pretty much what I was gonna say. We we and you said it in the beginning. We know that Joe Milton is going to make mistakes. Um, we might even expect that that sometimes it just looks downright ugly. I mean, we should just be prepared to see that from a from a first year starter that things just might get ugly from time to time. Uh, let's not use that against him for eternity. Let's keep our expectations level-headed i think we'll be all right really quick before we go uh did the miami heat have a have a comeback in them in this nba finals i do not believe they do but i think duncan robinson goes for 30 that's i mean that's all i'm really watching for i want to see duncan robinson yeah 30 why still i mean i want to see him go up for 45 or something jimmy butler needs to give up the ball every now and then let duncan robinson (laughs) Let Duncan Robinson go to work, you know? If they're trying to get back into a game in a late game situation where it's, you know, if you lose, you you literally go home. Um, I think you just give Duncan Robinson as many shots as he can get up and just try to pull him back into it with with just draining like nine threes in the second half. And you know what? Maybe it ends up being a five-point game and the the Heat pull it off. But if they do, I'm going to give all the credit to Duncan Robinson. Oh, as you should, as you should. Because shooters shoot. Always remember that. Shooters shoot. shoot. Not just a shooter, by the way. No, not just a shooter. Great, great defender, great passer. Really improved on that kind of stuff. Okay, Uh, we'll see you next time on the Go Blue Crew. I'm sure we'll be talking about football again as we inch closer to the season. Until then, uh, take care and go blue. Go blue.